0: You can just see how architects are thinking, architects are storytelling. As lighting designers, if we don't match the the intent, then, then we're lagging behind. There's no reason, as lighting designers, why we can't include these sort of same meaningful spaces into our projects. I love light festivals. I love light art. I love immersive, interactive experiences, and my contention is that through the day-to-day life of a lighting designer, we should be including these where appropriate into our projects. If we take this approach to our projects, and architects certainly do it, that we we create tangible experiences that, that can touch you inside a project. As a light artist, your only inhibitor is your imagination. It's how people react to it, and that's why we should always Always try to include immersive and interactive experiences in our in our projects.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Virtual Lighting Design Community podcast. Today we're thrilled to present a bite-sized clip from David Gilby's presentation. Lighting designers are artists too. David explores the artistic side of lighting design and offers insights into the creative potential of lighting designers. This clip is sure to leave you wanting to hear more. For your convenience, the bite-sized visual version will be available for free on our YouTube channel, so make sure to check that out. And don't forget, you can explore the Virtual Lighting Design community at www.vld.community, a platform where you'll find an abundance of resources and connect with a vibrant community of lighting professionals. Now, let's dive into this artistic journey with David Gilby.
0: I love light festivals, I love light art, I love immersive interactive experiences, Uh, and my contention is that through the day-to-day life of a lighting designer we should be including these where appropriate into our projects. If we take this approach to our projects and architects certainly do it, that we, we create tangible experiences that, that can touch you inside the project. It's it's light, life and social and everything, the joy on people's faces. I love it. But there's no reason, as lighting designers, why we can't include these sort of same meaningful spaces into our projects. Uh, you can just see how architects are thinking, architects are storytelling. And as lighting designers, if we don't sort of match the the intent, then then we're lagging behind. Every now and then, something comes along that allows you—I don't know—to show off, to play. You know, we have uh, we look down into the all I, We have we we stand on top of a volcano and look down. We have the Tree of Life. We have a zip wire experience, which is like a shooting star where the, the light of the shooting star comes from kinetic energy, so we're not powering it. Stand inside an illuminated volcano, we use holograms. We do everything that we can to create an interactive experience. If we go back, I mean, we, we didn't have these same opportunities, even in my days, as as a lighting designer in in at the start of my career, if you wanted to do something with light art, you were you were probably using neon lighting. And you know this this is me back in the early days changing changing theatre gels. That's that's how we got color. I still remember using sleeves over over T five tubes to create color. And you know now we have color changing technology we have led lights, so i suppose the the change really came just over 20 years ago with you know digital dimming and uh dali uh, digital and, and dmx dimming and and then we could sort of cut blend color and we can take a storytelling sort of approach this is something that I was involved in and this represents uh, this is in Leicester and it represents the textile industry so that could be your shirt my shirt it's color changing and I love how colored light can be celebratory I, I don't like it you know when there's a disaster around the world and so we light up a building I, I prefer it on national days and so on and so forth And then the light art festivals and light artists really got to play with color. And, you know, I love that you get these urban environments just become fields of art. It's absolutely fabulous. And I'm going to nail my colors to the mast. I love light art jellyfish. I love illuminated jellyfish. I would have a jellyfish on every project that I'd done, but, this is this is the point that i'm trying to make we are light artists as lighting designers but not for art for art's sake always within the context of the project so unless i've got an aquarium a zoo or a fishmongers, it's highly unlikely i'm going to be able to include a light art jellyfish so we look at light art shows and like i say they they they're on every continent and they are truly, truly immersive experiences. As a, as a light artist, your only inhibitor is, is your imagination. It can be kaleidoscopic, psychotic, you name it. Or it can be just quite a simple installation of, of colored glass and colored light. It's how people react to it. And that's why we should always try to include immersive and interactive experiences in our in our projects. Uh let's look at a project. This is a real life project uh that I worked on. And I, I, I won't name the architect, I won't name the project. But you can see in the image on, on the left, above the uh reception desk, they have three pheasant hanging off a light fitting. Now this alludes to the previous usage of the building and I love this I love this storytelling and tying sort of buildings back to their history and this this building used to be sort of a meat market and so we tried to sort of with sort of our concept ideas we try to sort of allude to it in sort of I don't know more conventional ways than than hanging stuffed pheasants from a light but it did allow me to have quite surreal conversations with lighting manufacturers. I was able to phone phone them and say, look, if we hung one of your linear suspended light fittings above a reception desk, would it be able to take the weight of three chickens? Now I deliberately use the word chickens as opposed to pheasants because it's got more comedic value, it just sounds funnier. That's probably one of the funniest conversations I've ever had as a lighting designer.
1: And that wraps up our bite-sized clip from David Gilby's presentation, Lighting Designers Are Artists Too. We hope this glimpse into David's exploration of the artistic side of lighting design has left you feeling inspired. Make sure to subscribe, share and review this episode and our podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is highly appreciated and it helps us to reach more lighting enthusiasts like you. Don't forget to explore the virtual lighting design community at www.blv.community where you can access a wide range of resources and connect with fellow lighting professionals. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more enlightening episodes.